Good morning, Southbury Church. As you may have heard, our family is now almost fully moved up here. I still have to go back to my office in Greenwich and get all my books out of the office. But for the most part, everything is here. Uh, we did get one gift for Christmas that we didn't want, and that was COVID. Although that was a hiccup in our move up here, it's given us time to settle a bit uh, a bit here in the parsonage. And we've been enjoying the home so many of you spent time working on. Uh, thank you so much for making this place really uh, beautiful for us. It's... Uh, it's a nice community where we're, you know, we can only look out the windows, <laughs> and uh, but we're happy to be up here in this new town. Uh, and once we're feeling better, we want to explore and get to know it even better. So it actually helped that I had to work on this sermon this week because when you're sick, when you're achy, when you're surrounded by boxes, the last thing you want to be is a Christian. Uh, because it's hard to be filled with grace and love when you feel like you just don't have the energy. But by reading and studying the scriptures, I felt it encouraging me to weather the storm and live by the example of Jesus Christ. And as I read this letter to the Ephesians this week and focused on the passage of scripture we're looking at today, I thought about what it might mean for us as Christians here in Southbury living 2,000 years after it had been written. So Paul begins by saying, this is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. Now, Paul wrote this letter from prison because he had brought a Gentile into the temple. That is, he brought someone who wasn't Jewish into his church, which was a big no-no back then. And he continues, for surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you. Paul had asked the apostles, the first disciples, if he could bring the message of Christ to those who weren't Jewish, and they agreed. So they gave him a commission to bring the gospel of Jesus to the Gentiles, the non-Jewish. And he continues saying, and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. So now Paul is going to explain why all of a sudden he, who was completely opposed to non-Jewish people being a part of his religion, the mystery he came to understand through Jesus's teachings that changed his mind. I do know that God is a mysterious being. And I often wonder, what are you up to, God? <laughs> Have you ever wondered that? For a while, I even started calling God the mysterious one. And we hear that word pop up quite a few times in the scripture passage today. So before we dive in to see what this passage means exactly, we first have to ask, what is a mystery? By definition, it is something that is difficult or impossible to understand or explain. And we've all experienced mysteries. They are some of our favorite movies, some of our favorite books, or maybe in this time of having to stay at home more, our favorite type of Netflix series to binge watch. 
It takes a little commitment when watching or reading a mystery genre because at first, you don't know what's going on. You don't even know what's going to happen. You're learning about characters. You're hearing different stories. You're getting pulled in. But the nature of a mystery is that you don't really know what all of these different elements are speaking to or where they're taking you. My wife and I used to watch a mystery series and the show always had the same arc. You get a bunch of typically normal scenes that seem to be completely unrelated, but by the end, all the loose ends start to come together and you're amazed at how seemingly unrelated events actually were working together to form a whole other story, a kind of a meta story. Those are the best mysteries. Uh, when you go, wow, I didn't see that coming. But it takes something to get that effect. You have to commit to being an attentive watcher. Otherwise, the big reveal isn't a big deal to you. The game of Clue is fun when you actually play, when you've been an active participant in the unfolding story. Then when you solve the mystery that it was the butler the whole time, you can have that aha moment. Today, we're looking at the letter to the Ephesians, and it is said to have been written by the Apostle Paul in about the year 60 AD. That's a long time ago. That's even earlier than some of the Gospels themselves. Now, Paul was a guy who was obsessed with the story of the Old Testament as a book of rules and laws. He knew it inside and out. He knew it as a book of facts as a history of God, as stories that told the Jewish people who they were and how to live as obedient servants to God above. What Paul had missed, though, was that the Bible was not really a history book, and it really wasn't a book of rules and regulations about how to please God. In today's letter, in today's passage, in fact, throughout this entire letter, and you can read it today, it probably will take you 20 minutes, Paul realized that the Bible was actually a book that resembled a mystery novel. That's why when you read it, you may be a bit confused by something you come across, or something doesn't make sense. But what Paul is saying in this letter was that he had turned the story of God into a book of do's and don'ts when in reality, it was a book that was revealing a mystery that had been taking shape over the course of human history. That's why he says in our scripture reading, in former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind. When you're a kid, you may think, oh, why do I have to do my homework? Why do I have to do my chores? Why do I have to go to bed at this time? Is my parent just making this stuff up? The child doesn't understand these things. To them, it's just a mystery. It's to set you up though. It's to lay the foundation that will ultimately happen to every child. And spoiler alert, children all grow up. They mature, they become their own person. One of my favorite movies growing up was The Karate Kid. You may remember this, or even if you don't, I'll fill you in. There was a kid who moved to a new town and he was getting bullied at a new school by all these other students who were taking karate classes. Daniel, the karate kid, had no chance against defending himself. 
One day, the complex super where Daniel lived rescues Daniel from the bullies and Daniel asks the guy, can you teach me karate? The super's name you probably all remember is Mr. Miyagi. And he takes him in and has him start doing chores around his house. He wants Daniel to paint the fence. But he says, when you paint it, you got to paint it in this very specific way. Then he wants Daniel to wax the cars. Again, in a very specific way. Then he wants Daniel to sweep the floor. Again, in a very specific way. In the Old Testament, you can read kind of the same thing. Everything is so very specific. God is asking people to do things in a very specific way, and sometimes it doesn't seem to make any sense. Sometimes it feels like God has given them a bunch of chores to do. Daniel does this for a while, but then gets frustrated. He thinks Mr. Miyagi is just taking advantage of him, having him do chores for free. In one of the best scenes in the movie, Daniel confronts Mr. Miyagi and says, what is this all for? You have me just waxing cars, sweeping floors, and painting fences. I thought you were going to teach me karate. Mr. Miyagi then tells Daniel to put down the broom. He then instructs him to sweep the way he had taught him. Mr. Miyagi throws a kick and Daniel sees that the way he had learned to sweep the floor was the way he was to block kicks. He then tells Daniel to wax on, wax off. And he wants him to do the motions as he had taught him to do on the cars. He then throws a punch and shows Daniel that the motion was how he could block punches. All these silly little chores, all of these tasks had actually been teaching him the whole time how to do karate. And Daniel didn't know it until it was revealed how everything he had been doing was teaching him something else. He thought he was doing chores, but in reality, he was learning how to defend himself. This is how the Bible works. You may read Genesis and say, oh, what a silly story about creation. Or you may read about Noah and the flood and say it's just a story about a flood. You may read all about Moses and his laws and say this is too cumbersome. You may read Job and say, ah, that's just a tragic story of a guy who lost it all. Or you may read about Jonah and the whale and say that's just a story about a guy who got swallowed up by a whale. But what Paul realized after he learned all these stories after he learned all these rules, after he could quote scripture this way and that way, was that there was a final lesson that he did not yet see until the day he came face to face with his very own Mr. Miyagi, his teacher who rescued him, Jesus Christ. The ancient world was a place that believed the gods were up in the sky or down below in the earth, and in order to please these gods, one had to obey them. They had to do what the gods wanted them to do, or otherwise they would have to face their wrath. That's why Gentiles weren't allowed in the temple. That's why the ancient Jewish people thought they had a god that was really only theirs. You had to follow their rules and regulations. You had to obey the law and all the commandments. Otherwise, you were not part of the covenant club. You were not included in what God was doing. But Jesus came and taught something completely different. 
He came to show people that these archaic systems of viewing God weren't actually achievable. No one could ever live up to the actual laws. No one could actually fulfill the law and all the commandments. In Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he shows the Jewish people the mystery behind the law, behind the whole Old Testament. In the Beatitudes, he starts saying, If you think you obeyed the law saying, don't murder, I say to you that even if you're angry with someone in your mind, you've committed the same sin. If you think you haven't committed adultery, I say, even if you lust in your mind, you've committed that sin. He starts saying things that really troubled people. You have to love your enemies, that you have to be poor in spirit, that you have to be peacemakers, that you have to be merciful even to your enemies. What he was saying is that they had the law down, but Jesus was going to show them what the law really was. Paul writes in another letter to the Galatians in chapter 3 what the purpose of the law really was. Listen to this. He says, Why then did we have the law in the first place? It was added because of transgressions, because there was confusion about God in the ancient world. It was a kind of patch, a placeholder, until the offspring would come to whom the promise had been made. When people were ready, then the mystery would be revealed. Paul then says, For if a law had been given that could make someone alive, then righteousness would indeed come through the law. Then the law would just give us what we needed. We wouldn't need Jesus. Paul continues, But the scripture has imprisoned all things under the power of sin, so that what was promised through faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded, uh, guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. What Paul is saying is that the law was kind of a playpen for people, a way to keep his people in line until they were ready to grow up spiritually, until they were ready to mature and understand the one behind the law. And he continues, the reason for the law saying, therefore the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There's no longer Jew or Greek. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. You see, the law was just step one in God's big plan. But the mystery revealed to Paul through Christ was that the law was now no longer needed. Humanity was ready for step two, and that step came with Jesus Christ. Now we don't have to look to stone tablets to order and guide our lives. We don't need to look up into the sky and wonder what God is like up above. No, now we can see in the manger. Now we can see walking around what God really is like and what God really hopes human beings 
to be to be like. That God is not someone who just walks around in churches or in temples. Did Jesus just hang out in churches or in temples? No. Jesus represents what we all can be like. He isn't just someone we worship. He is someone we aspire to be like. Just like Jesus was God in the flesh, God incarnate, we too are called to be just like Jesus. We all carry the divine spark within each of us. That is the greater mystery that's still unfolding today. Did you know that there's a new Karate Kid series out right now? It's on YouTube. And now Daniel, the the Karate Kid, is teaching kids karate. There's no more Mr. Miyagi. Now Daniel is doing what Mr. Miyagi did. That is what this letter is saying to us today. That's the mystery. That Jesus is alive in each of us. When we come to church, when we learn about who he was and what he taught, we learn about who we can be, about how Jesus lives on when we embrace the idea that God is alive in us and those around us. Some may already have found that divine spark. Some may need some help finding, finding it, but we will fan the flame here at the United Church of Christ in Southbury for ourselves and for those who live in our community until all know that they are loved by God and that God dwells inside the heart of every human being. Behold the mystery of the ages, Christ in us.